Welcome to the Inside Job Podcast with your hosts, David Evans and Casper Chittingdon. We're two Brighton-based life coaches on a mission to help men lead more purposeful, authentic and fulfilling lives. So let us take you on a journey as we explore what keeps men stuck and discover the empowering beliefs, fresh conditioning and growth mindsets that lead us to live life to the fullest. Welcome to the Inside Job Podcast with your hosts, Casper Chittenden, that's me, and Dave Evans. Thank you, Casper. Today, we're going to be talking about radical responsibility, what that means, and the impact that it has on our lives, whether we choose to live with radical responsibility or not. Let's dive in. Yeah, excited about this episode. Should we start, Dave, with why? I've got a definition here, and that is taking 100% responsibility for our choice and actions moves us from a victim of our circumstances into a creator of our reality. I love that. I love that, Casper. Thank you. And to build on that, that can mean taking responsibility for our emotions. It can take responsibility for our mental health and mental well-being. It can mean taking responsibility for our physical health and well-being and environment And also our spiritual well-being as well. Encapsulated in all of that is this kind of totally owning all that you are creating in your world. Mm, I love that. Physical responsibility. Obviously, when Mm. we start talking about uh, physical health, it's like something I get very excited Mm. about. Obviously, Mm. that's my background. So I want Mm. to start there with radical responsibility is around our physical health and well-being. Mm. And for me, Mm. that's really where it starts and I was sharing this with Dave the other day I said when we look at ourselves in the Mm. mirror actually looking at ourselves and Mm. and our true reflection Mm. not just the metaphorical reflection Mm. of the summation of our lives but when we look at ourselves in the mirror what we see looking back at us Mm. and our physical shape is really a summation of the choices that we have made Mm. you look back in the mirror you see your reflection back in the mirror and you're like okay Mm maybe it's not looking so great mm. that really is uh you know that reflection is from the choices that you have made maybe that's the, mm. the foods that you've decided to eat mm. or that's the late nights that you've decided to have or mm. not prioritizing your sleep mm. um, these are the choices that you make and should own mm. and what is a manifestation of those choices mm, i love that casper and then there's a the flip side you might be looking in the mirror and there might be sparkling eyes a kind of like a physique which you're really comfortable and satisfied with and a, an inner vitality and energy. And again, that is true to the summation of the choices that you've made. And we started up by saying, why are we talking about radical responsibility? And I and Casper and I will have slightly different perspectives, but it's coming from the same place, which is my belief is around living a personal and fulfilling life. If you want to choose a fulfilling life, if you want to get to the end of your life and as you're taking your last few breaths you want to be reflecting on your life then if you want to do that with a kind of open heart and a smile on your face and a sense of inner peace then choosing radical responsibility as a way of being as a life choice is my belief that's the pathway to that kind of like ending of a well-lived life it's i use the term i want to be a well-juiced lemon (laughs) squeeze all the juice out of me and my life and the way to do that is to take full responsibility for it and that brings with it a level of empowerment it brings a power and when we're not living in radical responsibility which may be either you're living from a place where you're 
living at more than 100% responsibility, you're taking responsibility for other people's stuff or the other side of that, you're living at 90% or less, you're not taking full responsibility for your life. I've, I've got a question for you, Dave, just yeah, listening okay. to you speak yeah. around taking 100% responsibility for yeah. yourself, yeah. but no more than that. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you mean by that? Good question. Precisely that. There's a brilliant model by a, a coach and a facilitator called John Dethmer, and he talks about living above and below the line. It's just a kind of simple line. And he talks about this model and we can apply this model to living at 100% responsibility or radical responsibility. And if you're living below the line, then you're either taking more than 100% responsibility for someone else's life or less than 100% responsibility. And what that often means is that we are experiencing anger, we're experiencing guilt, we're experiencing shame. We've got these kind of like toxic emotions floating around. And what sits underneath them is often fear. So when we're living at more than or less than 100% responsibility, often what's driving us is some form of distorted fear that we're not taking responsibility for, which means that we may be driven by guilt, which then means that I may be overworking, I may be taking responsibility for my colleagues, I may be taking responsibility for my partner, I may even be taking responsibility for my children's lives in as much as I'm going around fixing things without even being asked or having a conversation about it. Conversely, if I'm living at less than 95% or 100%, i.e. about 90% or less, then I'm in the state of victimized. I'm out there blaming the world for not getting what I want. And again, that blame can come from a place of, it might be anger, it might be shame, it might be fear, but it's certainly, it's this consciousness of to me, things are being done to me and I'm going through the world having things done to me. Also, I can be living from a place of anger, the villain, we'll talk about the drama triangle a bit later on, but the drama triangle, when you're in the villain, you're also, you're not taking responsibility and you're busy apportioning blame and to other people for things that aren't going the way you want things to go in your life. Yeah, thanks for that explanation, David. It really resonates. And just for our listeners to explain there, the, the to me consciousness is that victim state. It's like things are happening to me. Mm. I leave the house mm. and I'm happy because mm. it's sunny. Mm. I'm happy mm. because the postman remembered my name. Mm. I'm happy because... Mm. I managed to get to work without confronting any traffic or nobody cut me up on the road to mm. work. So mm. that makes me happy, i.e. things outside of me mm. determine my mm. inner state. Mm. Mm. But that then also can go the other way around mm. where um, I'm sad because my boss shouted at me. I'm sad because, you know, I missed the train I missed mm. the last way. I missed the last train home. That made me angry. It's things mm. that happen outside of me that mm. that, are, that are affecting my mm. that are affecting my inner state. And taking a hundred percent responsibility means it is okay that these things happen to me. They don't disrupt my sense of peace, my mm. sense of mm. stillness. And when things happen to us, mm. I miss my train. Mm. I miss the last train home. Mm. What can I learn from this? Mm. What adjustments can I make? Mm. How can I how can I ensure going forward that, that this doesn't happen and taking responsibility for that? Mm. Again, it also could be you're showing up to a, a job that you're no longer fulfilled by and you know that you need to make a move and 
you come home every night and grumble mm. that you're unhappy because of this mm. role that you find yourself in, yet you haven't taken the responsibility to do something about it. That is very much to me consciousness yeah. and and being a victim of your circumstance. Mm. And I love what you described there, Casper, because they're all the symptoms of us not living our dreams. Mm. And I know my role and Casper's role as, as coaches is, yeah, okay, life coaching is about getting your life on track in some ways, but the deeper look inside life coaching is what are the dreams that I've got in my heart that I'm not living right now? And if you're living in a to me consciousness, then the reason you're not living your dreams is, as Casper said, I'm stuck in a job. I'm living in a place I don't want to. You're putting the responsibility outside of you and you're perpetuating this unhappiness mm. inside of you. Yeah. And I feel when, once we take on we decide to take 100% responsibility we gain sovereignty and like you said mm. earlier Dave we, mm. gain, we gain that mm. power to, mm. to choose mm. absolutely and what comes with that responsibility is sometimes inner work and often what happens is that what people aren't always aware of is what they're not taking responsibility for is their emotional response to situations and that's often where we'll get into, we talk about the drama triangle, the villain, the victim, or the hero. Each one of those roles are a role that are designed to discharge an uncomfortable emotional response. Mm. And I remember this was an aha moment in my own coach training of realizing and learning that there's only me inside of me. And actually my emotional responses are not due to the outside world. They're due to the response that my mental maps have, my mirrors, my filters, the five senses come in, they go through my filters, they then go into my model of the world, and that creates an emotional response. That's what I'm responding to. So if my response to that is anger or guilt or fear, it's because my mental model has a story or a picture or some kind of assumption around what I'm receiving. So it's not the thing that's coming in, it's how I'm responding. But the empowering piece for me was when I learned that my brain is plastic. My mental model can change. I can transform my mental model. And in transforming my mental model, I transform my response. And that's the place of liberation and freedom. That's the place of being in 100% responsibility. When something comes in, so it's a bill, it's a big bill, and you go, oh, oh shit. Like, <laughs> one, one who actually, the only person who's paid this, who's racked this bill up is me. <laughs> but also, you don't need to necessarily have an oh shit response, right? You can change that to, okay, this is a challenge, or I will work out how to pay this bill, stuff like that. So there's a, it, there can be an excitement and an energy that's created from these, what would otherwise be maybe challenging circumstances very rich there dave Thanks. something that kind of pricked up my ear and caught mm. my attention there was was our felt response mm. and a great mm. a great mm. example the bill mm. who hasn't mm. been there yeah exactly <laughs> yeah the, the postman the letters come through the post yeah, and you yeah. see it and you're like you can already start yeah something's going on somatically yeah yeah and you pick up a bill you're like yeah, that, that credit card has an extra thunk. It's so heavy. It goes through the floorboard, right? <laughs> 
And I guess the thing that I'm really interested in myself is like, is exactly that. It's witnessing the emotion arise within us. Yeah. But then getting curious as to why it's there. Mm. Like what's underneath mm. the hood with mm. this emotion? Mm. What are the stories mm. that are accompanying this mm. emotion? Mm. I'm I'm bad at saving. Mm. I spend too much money. Mm. I don't earn enough money. Mm. And then the potential cascade mm. of beliefs, thoughts, mm. catastrophizing that can mm. accompany this. The kind of the, the thought mares that can mm. go on in the mind <laughs> and can get out of control. I've experienced this in the past, definitely. I'm not going to sit here and say yeah, that that's yeah. never happened for me. But it's really interesting. And, the, and part of that inner work is to create space to witness our responses mm. and our reactions in situations and be like, mm. I'm going to follow this. Yeah. I'm yeah. Pick the thread up here and be like, where does this come from? Yeah. What stories am I buying into? And yeah. could the opposite be true? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that Casper. I love that word thought mares. That's a lovely phrase. And as you said that, I thought that's what the villain does in the drama triangle, right? The villain creates thought mares and they either go out, but what you're talking about is the villain that goes in, which then creates maybe shame or it's a self-persecution. And that can be so disempowering and like de-energizing that we don't know how to get through that. And as Casper's beautifully said, start to follow the thread of who is this villain and is this part of me and this is part of me that I want to perpetuate. Absolutely. Dave, you've spoken a little bit about, or you've mentioned a couple of times around or uh, the model of the drama triangle. Mm. And just for our listeners, mm. could you explain that really simply? Because I know that this mm. is something that mm. is a model that you use in, mm. in, your, in your coaching. Yeah, thank you. So the drama triangle is not a new concept. I think it was it first made its way into kind of our world in through psychotherapy. And I, I, th- I should know this, but I think it was in the 1960s. And then it's come across and come into the coaching world as well. But basically, it's a model of how we disempower ourselves and how we disempower ourselves in relationship as well. And it's effectively talks about three different roles that we can be in when we're in this sort of disempowering way of being, this mindset. And there are the three roles are the victim, the villain, and the hero. And the victim is kind of like the primary role, which is it's the done to role that we've talked about it's like i'm at the effect of circumstances in life so it's a poor me it's a pity me the beautiful thing about being a victim is you don't have to take responsibility for anything the the paralyzing thing about a victim is your life stays the same and is usually very unfulfilling often we don't like to and i also want to just make a distinction here between a, it's a victim consciousness so it's not to say that we're saying some people are victims of... So you can be a victim of a car accident. You can be a victim of an assault. You can be a victim of war. It's not minimising that. That's absolutely something that we experience. But what we do with those events afterwards decides whether we have an empowering perspective or a victimised consciousness and perspective around them. A great book by Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, talks about all about that perspective in his journey through um, concentration camps. So the victim is like that primary place of it's numbness, it's not accepting your feelings or not knowing your feelings. And then there's two other roles that are in the drama triangle, the villain and the hero. <clears throat> so the villain is somebody who really, again, doesn't want to take responsibility 
for circumstances. Something doesn't go their way when you're in the villain role. And rather than looking inside and taking responsibility for the feelings, they move to blame. They start to shift the blame outside themselves and either blame people or circumstances. It can be as subtle as I'm late because the traffic was heavy this morning, which is a kind of like a blame statement rather than just accepting that you're late and dealing with the consequences. But then it can be quite critical in a work environment if someone doesn't get their numbers or if someone's messed up on a meeting. It's the kind of witch hunt that can happen within an organisation. So the villain discharges these uncomfortable feelings of anger by blame and trying to shift the responsibility to another person. Then the hero, often the hero is... Someone on the outside looks like they're very helpful and they're often motivated by guilt. So they'll see that something isn't going their way, but rather than having a conversation with someone, they're often known as the fixer. They'll go in and fix something, but they won't have a conversation with somebody about it. They'll just go and fix it. And before you know it, there's all kinds of trouble going on because they've not had a conversation. They've, they can step over boundaries. They can take someone's role. They can do all kinds of of damage that hero then again they're discharging their guilty feelings through external action rather than really recognizing what's going on for them and in some ways both the hero and the villain are also victimized roles i'll give you a very um simple example i used to one of my friends at uni we used to go to their parents house at the weekends and our kind of motivation was to get down there drop our bags probably get to the pub on a friday evening Get, have a few beers, have a good night's sleep, and then we, we go, for, go for hiking holidays. But as soon as we arrived, his mum, who, this isn't to make these people bad, they come, she came from a very beautiful perspective, very lovely, caring woman. We'd arrive, anyone hungry? And before we've had a chance to say no, there's egg and chips placed in front of us. So now we're in the moral dilemma, right? We've just been heroed. <laughs> because if we say no... Very quickly, the, we then become the persecutor. Uh, she becomes the victim. What do you mean? I've just cooked all this food for you and you don't want it. You're rejecting me. Dad comes in and says, how dare you disrespect your mum like this? Da, 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 and off we go. We're in the Like that, a drama triangle can erupt. Same, another example. Kids are, dad comes home from work. Kids are sitting watching the TV. Mum's had a rubbish day with the kids. Let's put them in front of the TV for an hour. She needs a breather. Dad comes in. Oh, what are the kids doing watching TV? Dad's the villain. Mum becomes a victim. Kids become, oh, we'll turn the TV off there, try and placate Dad. And again, boom, there's the drama triangle playing out. So there's these the very quick, very subtle ways in which they can impact our relationships. Mm, that's a wonderful explanation, Dave. Thank you for sharing with us. And yeah, I've got so much from that myself. <laughs> I'm listening to you speak. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and very subtle if we can find yeah. ourselves in that place of being a victim of a circumstance hmm. being the villain and being the rescuer and I, and I guess the invitation for our listeners there is to notice when we're moving into any position and we can actually move around yes. this triangle very easily and very quickly and you only need two people in the game it doesn't need the three people so you can switch between roles very quickly yeah so I guess here is that it's, it's about taking responsibility for what you have in front of you your mm. circumstance 
the situation and taking that 100% responsibility moves you out of the dreaded drama triangle DDT (laughs) and it's like a simple pattern of how this kind of perpetuates itself which is some first of one something doesn't go our way then we become underneath all this we get a bit stuck in fear but really what that shows up as is it's often expressed as maybe anger or guilt or shame all of those things really just mask a fear that's going on underneath us, which is about being in control, ultimately. So we then become stuck in fear. So then three, we blame others, ourselves or circumstances for things not going our way. That then locks in step four. Our relationships then start to solidify around these three roles of victim, hero or villain. And off we go, perpetuating those three different roles. 100% responsibility, radical responsibility, is in fact an invitation to step out of that way of seeing the world. And being in the world. And being in the world. Thank you, Casper. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And that can be as simple as, you can still be in the drama triangle, as Casper said right at the beginning, and walk outside and go, oh, it's sunny, I feel good. You're still putting, you're not sourcing happiness and goodness from the inside, it's from the outside. How many people do I hear say, oh, the weather's bad today and I feel rubbish, right? So that's not negating, I know some people will have seasonal adjustment disorder and stuff like that. It's not negating that. But again, you can take another attitude, but there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothes and attitude, (laughs) which I know is very direct, (laughs) listeners. But it's a perspective. And the invitation is if you're living from this radical responsibility, and the word radical has two meanings, right? It has, it can mean extreme, but it can also mean root and fundamental. Like what's, if you think about radical responsibility or fundamental or root responsibility, what, that's what we're talking about today. It's an extreme way of being in our society today, but the root of our fulfillment really rests in taking responsibility. If we're talking about stepping into 100% responsibility or radical responsibility, then that's really the invitation is to start taking full responsibility for your emotions of what is flowing through you so you don't repress them, you don't act out on them. You just become very curious about, oh, that's what's happening. And rather than saying, I am angry, it's, oh, I notice I'm experiencing anger you're not making an identity you're not becoming the anger you're, but you're allowing the anger to be within you you're not threatened by it you're experiencing it it's like i wonder what's behind that i wonder what's going on for me and that's the invitation when we start to live in that responsible place of oh and there's joy too i wonder how that's been created because they can both be imposters or happiness and, and anger are both like created and then there's another word to use which is like that place of inner peace which is where there's, it's not an emotionless place, but it's a place of kind of deep connection with yourself at the present moment and with nature. Mm, Absolutely. And I think just to build on that as well, Dave, is when we're experiencing those kind of base, lower emotions, Mm. shame, guilt, Mm. anger, Mm. fear, the inquiry there is what can I learn from this? What is this showing me? How can I, instead of moving into the drama triangle, it's, Mm taking responsibility mm. for saying mm. okay mm. what am i what can i learn from this situation mm. 
Absolutely. How can I reframe and adjust my orientation on it? And mm. what can I learn? How can I improve so mm. the next time this situation mm. arises and mm. I'm not thrown back into mm. this blame, mm. blame situation? Love that, Casper. And what I hear you talking to there is... Am I living from a place of a fixed mindset, which is like this below the line, more than or less than 100 responsibility where I want to fix things down, I want to be right, I'm rigid, I'm not open, or living above the line, which is this, this is the growth mindset, which is I'm open, I'm flexible, I'm curious, and I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm willing to learn from this situation. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it takes for, for me personally. What I've really, what's really helped me over time, is creating that space. Again, mm. we, we've spoken mm. about it on past episodes. Mm. The space mm. between stimulus and response, and mm. in that space, we can create mm. awareness of like mm. what's arising within us. Mm. 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 And that also takes some work to do to connect with that space and connect and give yourself space. And I think there's two, yeah, I'm going to call them superpowers that we can develop for ourselves. One is around the drama triangle. And there's another triangle called the empowerment triangle, which is a way of living above the line too. And in the drama triangle, the other thing that's driving it is a lack of self-respect and a lack of respect for others. You're not respecting yourself enough to really notice what's going on. You don't respect the other person. And fundamentally... There's a lack of self-trust there too, to trust that you can be with these emotions, you can handle the situation, that you're resourced and all the other people around you are whole and complete and resourced and resilient. And so as you flip over, we start to step into this place of like self-respect and respect for others, respecting another's autonomy, another's sovereignty, another's agency and your own agency. They're equally important. So it's power with And with that respect comes a self-trust of trusting your own intuitive pathway, but also trusting that another person is making the best decisions for themselves and their world and their environment from a place of love. And I think that's the kind of like the difference. One is living from a place of fear and one is living from a place of love. And that's maybe that's a big word to use on a podcast. I don't know. But that's ultimately the invitation I've just picked up a book that's called Radical Love. And it's really interesting because what it's really talking about is radical responsibility of if you truly love yourself and other people, then you take responsibility for yourself and you encourage people to take responsibility for their own lives. And through that connection and relationship, that can lead to a very different society, a very different way of living. An embodied, a different embodied way of living. Yeah, absolutely. And what I hear within that as well is that when we decide to take 100% responsibility for Mm. our actions and we can really own those, we then Mm. start to model that for others. Mm. When we have that deep-rooted sense of trust and safety within us, knowing that we can tune into our intuition, what's right for us, what's potentially not right for us, what we understand or we've gone through a process of of creating a vision for how we want to be, what we want to create, how we Mm. want to experience our world, then we can create those choices and take responsibility for those choices that move us into the direction of what we want to create within Mm. our lives. And then we model that for others to do Mm. the same, Mm. just in, in the way of being is or can be inspiring for others. 
and it gives people permission to do the same which is wonderful yeah absolutely it's, it's a famous line isn't it be the change you want to see in the world yeah and you shared with me a, a, a wonderful it was a commitment we had a friend's birthday mm. Mm. The other, on, mm. on Saturday do, mm. do, do you want to share with our listeners how that unfolded for you I'd, I'd like to hear your side of the story because I'm not quite sure what the commitment was that I shared with you yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll go for it a mutual friend of ours his, it was his birthday last mm. week and his partner annually puts together a surprise party and Dave shared with me last week I mentioned to him I said Dave are you coming along to, to our friend's birthday party um, on Saturday night and Dave said to me do you know what, Casper? I've decided that I'm not going to come. Mm. And I said, oh, that's a shame. Mm. Why have you decided mm. not to come? And Dave shared with me, he said, I've got a very committed Friday, Saturday, or no, sorry, it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm. during the day, mm. and a lot going on. And mm. I'm just checking in with myself. Mm. And I know that when Saturday afternoon comes, I'm going to need some time for myself. Mm. So mm. I've decided mm. that I'm going to kindly decline the invitation mm. kindly de- decline the invitation mm. and and skip this one out and i mm. said to dave wonderful mm. i'm really i'm actually really i'm really inspired in that mm. choice i mm. think it's it, that's taking respond 100% responsibility for yourself and your needs mm. Mm. and mm. that inspires me to do the same it models mm. it, it models a way of being that is that is very embodied mm. and something that i respect mm. and and then having that conversation with our friend's partner saying thanks mm. for the invite but mm. I'm not going to make it for these reasons and, mm. and for everybody to respect that and mm. it's wonderful mm. Mm. thanks Casper yeah I guess what is a commitment to integrity I think was what we talked about wasn't it it's was yeah. like integrity to myself and my own needs but also it's integrity to I want to be the best version of myself if I'm going to show up from a friend at a party and I knew it wouldn't be that I'd probably be scratchy tired I'd be it's Wednesday Thursday Friday I was working I was in large groups and it's like I know I need to recharge <clears throat> and and so yeah it was a I did, I did I checked and I thought okay I need to make a call here and it was so well received it was beautifully received and what I appreciated about Casper's response was, oh, I respect that, mate. Thanks. And it's like, that was nice too. It's kind of like when you're co-creating, living in a, a 100% responsibility, I think it's also, it's important, more than important. I think it's essential to, maybe they're the same thing, to surround yourself with people who really get that and support you and encourage you to live in 100% responsibility. Because when it starts to get reflected back to you, that also starts to create inner safety. You start to trust your choices. You get reflected back that there's respect there. That creates that, builds up that kind of bank account of trust. Of like, okay, I'm in the right place. I'm in the right environment. Mm, absolutely. And, and I guess if you weren't in the right environment, you'd be maybe pulled into the drama triangle. Yeah, or off. <laughs> it's like they're signals, right? This isn't, this isn't an energetic alignment for me. So it's time to maybe step away from a relationship or try and transform a relationship. If it's, if it's not a co-creative relationship in which transformation can happen, then one transformation is with love. It's to step away and distance and don't, don't spend so much time around those people that don't really support you in being in this kind of empowered state. Mm, absolutely and I think there's something there as well which you touched on is this is intuition it's something that I know from my own experience 
Like intuition is hard to tap into when we're in victim mode or mm. in persecutor mm. or in rescuer because we're operating out of fear. Yeah. And we're not actually centered into a grounded state where we're like getting those intuitive responses. And that's how I yeah. have experienced this. Yeah. And, and fear is a reactive state, right? It's, it's fight, flight or freeze. Or I know there's other ones expanding now, but if you're have any any form of fear then your cortex is shutting down you're not able to access your values you're not going to make conscious decisions and there's no way you can process any intuitive hits that you might be experiencing mm-hmm. yeah absolutely just thinking about my own experiences around that and i in the past i've definitely been i've definitely been there i've made choices that have been based on fear of if I don't do this, what will people think of me? Yeah, I think that's what's led me to be a coach. I, I was living a life of fear, certainly in my 20s. I was living a to-me life. Um, react, I wasn't aware of it at the time. Um, but this journey that I've been on and then the journey of becoming a coach has inspired me to encourage as many people and support as many people as possible to step. That transition from to-me to by-me, I think is that's the step that, if we make that in society help as many people make that step from to me life and worldview to a by me life and worldview i think the rest unfolds naturally there's other states of consciousnesses that we can talk about but the biggest transition and the biggest step is from that less than or more than 100 percent responsibility to 100 percent responsibility and once that choice is made i i feel like people are set up they're empowered they may come for some more coaching but also they're empowered to make life choices that continue down that path of growth Mm -hmm. and again i'll just play this out is that i think it really starts with us with our own self-care yeah yeah that's that is really for me where it started yes Um, yeah so through my own experience of yeah i'm going to choose hmm to stay in on a mm. Friday night, mm. get an early night, mm. so I can get to the gym the next mm. morning and train. Mm. And that's, mm. that's an act of self-love. Yeah. That's yeah. an act of nurturing my body, because I know that if my physiology is in mm. you know, tip, tip-top form, then I'm going to have great mental mm. clarity and I'm going to feel good. Mm. Um, and then from there, once our, our state is nicely centered, mm. it becomes easier to make mm. more kind of aligned decisions and yeah. aligned action. I love that, Casper. I know I'm weaving. I think there's a, for me, there's a dance partner to like optimal well-being and physical health, which is purpose. Because once you've got purpose and you've got that physical well-being, you're, you're in charge, right? You know mm. where you want to take your life. You've got the vehicle, the body's a good place to do that. And that is also that place of kind of living my life by me rather yeah. than to me. Yeah, and I think there's, there's something really interesting there as well, Dave, around this purpose piece. And I've spoke only a little bit about like the vision and that's why it's I feel mm. so important mm. to, to have a vision and, and mm. to really be in touch with your purpose mm. because then we can orientate our choices and mm. actions around mm. this kind of North Star. Otherwise we're just shooting in the dark yes you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like our, one, once we have that north star the, the the you know the vision that we want to create for ourselves or the purpose that we have mm. within our lives then we can orientate all decisions around mm. that mm. 
does this decision bring me into the direction of where I want to go or does it push me mm. in the opposite in mm. the opposite direction? Mm. We have this kind of at each moment we can make choices that are gonna that are gonna essentially help us form the reality that mm. which we experience and that's mm. very exciting. We've been talking about radical responsibility and the kind of like <laughs> the symptoms of living outside of radical responsibility and the qualities and experiences that you'll have if you're living with radical responsibility. And listener, you may be thinking, okay, I now know that I'm not living with radical responsibility. There's things that aren't right in my life and I'm not sure what to do about that. I thought I'd share a story just as an example of how that might transcend and unfold as you go through that journey. I would also want to share here how I would unfold that for you our listener is to consider the the various areas of your Mm. life Mm. your career Mm. your fulfillment your relationships your health as as just a few kind of markers to look at and we spoke in episode in prior episodes about the uh, about the wheel of life Mm. and Mm. giving yourself a a Mm. kind of a a score of one to ten in, in mm. different areas of your life and, and we brought that into our episode in optimal well-being about being well in every area of your life and so if you notice that potentially there's an area of your life that is isn't where you would like it to be the invitation there is to go okay well, what am i going to do about it mm. Mm. i am now entering into 100 percent responsibility mm. for the welfare of this particular area of my mm. life mm. i am not feeling fulfilled mm. Okay, what actions are you taking? Mm. Yeah, you're mm. taking responsibility now for mm. increasing the level of fulfillment that you have in your life. I'll give you a, a quick example, listeners, mm. and, and today. Mm-hmm. I was really sensing a, a little while ago, probably about four or five months ago, that I, I wasn't, I didn't have the level of kind of creative outlet that I wanted mm. within my life. And that creative, that creativity being like using my hands and building mm. stuff. And I'd always wanted to get into stone work making stone sculptures and through a series of very serendipitous events i was introduced to a sculpture teacher who happened to have a studio about 100 meters from my doorstep where i live in brighton call it fate (laughs) call it being in charge and empowering and creating your reality manifestation (laughs) just like thank you universe you ask and you shall receive and and the one space that she had available in her in her roster happened to be the only day that I could do, and I was like, okay, this is meant to be. Mm. And I made a, a real effort to go out and be like, this is missing within my life. I want to do something about it. Mm. I'm gonna go find it. I'm gonna go mm. source it. Mm. And I've been enjoying those those sessions ever since. I'm doing that, I'm, and I've I'm t- I've turned the dial up. I've noticed that there was something within my day-to-day or within my weekly setup that, that was missing and that I, mm. I wanted to bring about that experience. And so I went and acted on that. Mm. I didn't just mm. sit on my hand, like, mm, poor me, mm. I really mm. want to do this thing but, mm. and do nothing about it. It's go and mm. do something about it. Use that kind of, mm. that that creative forward-doing energy to, mm. to make that reality. If you're listening to this and this is sparking something for you, go do it. Mm. Mm. Don't wait. Mm. Absolutely. And and something that's a beautiful example, Casper, of being in right relationship with yourself and how if there's something that's not right within yourself, you can be empowered to make a change there. 
And the other place where this can show up is when we're in relationship with people, right? And a lot of our life challenges come through either not being in right relationship with ourselves or not being in right relationship with the people that are close and dear to us, whether that's our work colleagues or our our romantic partners and our love partners. And I guess this is where this story begins, because I'd say it was, it's coming up for probably two years ago now. Uh, I was with my partner. We'd been together, I think about five and a half, six years. And I just knew I became to, I had, I'd had COVID and I had it really badly and after I was recovering from COVID, just like there was time to stop and reflect. And I just realized that I wasn't on the same page as my partner. Or I didn't think I was on the same page as my partner. And I worked with a coach. I took it to coaching, talked it through with my coach and thought, okay, I want to, I want this to be different. And I want to have a, I need to have a conversation with my partner. So we had a conversation and it became very clear through that conversation that she was a little bit shocked. Oh, okay, we really are not on the same page because when I shared my page, that wasn't the same page as her page. And we thought, okay, what are we going to do? Because one choice is just, one choice could be for me to just to sit on that and stay in the drama and I could then get resentful and angry towards my partner or kind of act out or just step out of the relationship completely and numb out and become a victim. I could have become a villain or I could have become a hero and started to like really try and fix the relationship without actually talking to my partner about it. So we had a conversation and through that we had a couple of conversations and we realised that actually there was some conflict between us and it was conflict of the form of we've just got different ideas about what we want and how we're going. So we chose to go to coaching. So we found ourselves a relationship coach and we actually spent a year in coaching so in 2022. We started in January and completed in December. But during what was powerful about that was during that journey, we became very clear that we had very different perspectives. We had very different values. Things had changed. Who knows why? There's, we're not blaming anybody here. It's just that things had changed. Maybe it was the lockdown. Maybe it was COVID. Who knows? But as that arc of that coaching kind of continued, it became clear that actually we were going to take different paths in our lives and we actually decided to separate and split up as a couple as a romantic couple but we then also used the coaching to design the ending of our relationship so that it was a place where we was respect between us we co-parent a dog between us so we wanted to be in a place where we could look after that dog and still be friends and we are friends and we're co-parenting our dog together. It sounds very 21st century that we're co-parenting or co-puppy parenting a dog. And so we split up, but it was such a clean and beautiful ending. And it's because, all respect to my ex-partner as well, we both took responsibility for the role that we were playing in our relationship and realized that our role had changed and what we wanted for ourselves was different. And rather than get into the drama of blaming one another or putting responsibility on one another we took responsibility ourselves and realized that the right thing for both of us for our happiness and fulfillment was to go our separate ways and even with christmas 2022 we'd booked to go out for a christmas meal together and we decided to keep that commitment together and we made that christmas meal like our last supper together but we also decided that we would celebrate the relationship and appreciate one another. So we spent that meal on Christmas Day celebrating one another, celebrating the happy memories from our relationship. And it felt like a very nice way to end and complete our relationship. And I guess what the reason I'm sharing this story is because what I also want to say, taking responsibility, 100% responsibility, 
isn't always necessarily an easy path, but it can be a peaceful path and it can be a path of love and it can be a path of fulfillment if you make those choices and get support. We got support from a coach and you're committed to doing that. And as you move through that commitment of taking that responsibility one step at a time, actually even the end of a relationship can be something that is fulfilling, it's beautiful and actually it creates peace in the world rather than the, the angst that it can bring. And it's, for me anyway, it's a much more fulfilling choice than staying in the drama, maybe even us both staying in our relationship for another two or three years, which I think we would have inevitably split up. But if we'd stayed in the drama triangle for the next two or three years, like we all know, listeners, how that would have ended. So yeah, I've shared that story just to say that taking responsibility isn't the easy thing necessarily, but it's the fulfilling thing. Thank you for sharing that with us, Dave. Mm. That was really beautiful and, mm. and, and really inspiring. And this, mm. the, the, the piece that I picked up is taking responsibility mm. for your happiness. I mean, and I think that, that was the piece that resonated most with me. It's like mm. just making, giving ourselves permission mm. to put ourselves first. Because mm. when we put ourselves first in our own happiness, you know, then everything else can come into alignment. Mm. Mm, absolutely and yeah I, the sense is that I, my life seems to be flourishing now and, and so does my ex-partners so it's, it's the right thing for both of us yeah. yeah I'd like to wrap this episode up first of all saying thank you for listening all the way through to the end I hope that it's been inspiring for you and again just to underline this message of when taking 100% responsibilities really is the key to creating the life you want creating fulfillment living a life from peace and living living a life from a sort of center of love rather than the center of fear and that that transformation isn't always easy let's be open casper and i are both coaches if you're at that place if this has really resonated with you this episode and you're thinking okay there are places in my life where i'm i've, I've got a to me responsibility and i want to change that to a by me responsibility then our invitation is to reach out to a coach. Reach out to Casper and I. Our contact details are in the show notes. And it may not be us. I, I feel there's enough coaches in the world. There's enough work in the world. There's enough people to coach in the world. My encouragement would be, or our encouragement would be, find yourself some support and take that step. We're calling you. We're calling you forward. And the invitation here is to take that step. As Dave said, we'll leave our contacts in in the mm. show notes there's also a book that we would, mm. we would like to share with you guys mm. i found this book another kind of serendipitous mm. book that kind of came mm. out of nowhere and fell into my possession called the power of ted the empowerment dynamic and we can leave a link for that book yeah. in the show notes as well and it really talks to about the drama triangle and our, our actions and our choices and how we can empower ourselves through stepping outside of the dreaded drama triangle. It's a short book. It's a book that I recommend to all of my clients and a book that I recommend to anybody who's you know, mm. who wants to make positive changes mm. in their lives. Like anybody who reads should mm. read this book. 
absolutely. I was just I'm doing a little symbol to uh, capture to indicate it's something that we recommend. I also recommend it to my clients too. Yeah, Dave, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Dave recommended it to me pretty yeah. much. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it was your partner, wasn't it? I think she <laughs> like it was on her bookshelf, and then you went, "Oh, that's interesting." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I said, "Dave, have you heard about this book?" And he and yeah, I think he said, "I believe that I've recommended to that that book to you beforehand." But yeah, so it's it's a book that is is very close to the both of us. If you're here listening to the end of this this episode, yeah, I would recommend picking that up. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for listening, folks. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed listening to the Inside Job as much as we enjoyed recording it. If any of the topics we covered in this episode opened up a space of reflection or inquiry for you, or if you had any questions, we would love to hear from you. You can find our email addresses in the show notes below. Thanks again for listening.